The mics are hot, which can only mean one thing. Introducing Buckets and Beyond, your friendly neighborhood maps podcast. We out here. We are out here. I'm your host, Ben Seibel, and I'm joined by Jay Bonnie, live from the Immaculate Vibe Studio. What up, what up, what up, what up? We out here, man. Mavs, man. Mavs getting it done. <laughs> Buckets and beyond getting it done. Episode one on two. We got a hundred episodes, bro. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still high off the hundred episode. We're in triple digits now. Yeah, go check that episode out if you haven't. Yeah, uh, it's we, a uh, great origin story. Yeah, a great intro podcast too. If you if you're if you're new to buckets and beyond, if you don't really know us yet, uh, just just throwing that out there real quick. Yeah, for the people. Um, well, we're about to get into. Uh, the the week this week in Mavs Mavs basketball we we typically do a vibe check of how we've been uh, the Mavs have been playing so to start off the week we uh, beat the Kings without Luca and Dorian hit a buzzer beater that was a great like morale win then we played the Utah Jazz and we had a pretty pretty great team win also um, so that was awesome to beat them because they're above us in the standings and we want to um, you know see if we can maybe steal their spot in the standings. Then with all riding from that high, we played the New York Knicks and we lost by 30, one of the most embarrassing games of the year. And we followed that up with a victory against the Rockets last night where Dorian Finney Smith and Jalen Brunson didn't play, but we still beat them pretty handily as a good bounce back win. So Jay, what is your vibe after this wild week in Mavs basketball? My vibe for the, maybe the first time in a minute, it doesn't reflect the outcomes that we achieved. Right? My vibe is is six. Uh, I'll say uh uh six Dwight Powell's out of out of ten. You know, uh, my, my vibe isn't super. It's not super lit right now. All right, because what I feel like we're kind of seeing the Mavs inconsistency, and just to expand a little bit. A game you didn't mention um, was uh, a game you played before this Kings, uh, before that Dorian Finney iconic, you know, buzzer beater, you know, that clutch game. We played the Lakers. We beat the Lakers, right? But it, but poor shooting. Uh, the Lakers, they outshot us. We only won because we, we were out rebounding them. And, yo, Dwight Powell, the defense is terrible. Luka, like the shot um, – um, shot selection it's 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 inconsistent and it's not smart all right like on defense we're playing pretty tight but but there are holes in the defense that show up in some of these games that are just frightening you know so yes we beat the jazz yes we beat the kings we beat these guys but yo and and, and really the, the Knicks game is the best uh is, is the, the the biggest red flag all right because I'm gonna just go. I'm gonna, you know, what? We'll, we'll, I'll go in. I'll go in on our boy Dwight Powell in a minute after we get your vibe check. But, but yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. What we're getting these dubs, but it's but there's some inconsistency and there's some some scary things. I'm 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 just seeing that continue to to taint the Mavs and Bertans is kind of uh uh he's not um 
we're, we're, we're winning when he's missing all of his buckets. So, like, that's good. <laughs> I think we're undefeated when he doesn't do anything, which is nice. It's nice to see that the team can still hold, you know, hold its end of the bargain. It's nice to see, of course, Spencer Dinwiddie, everybody's lit off Spencer Dinwiddie, you know. Um, it's nice we're kind of making up for for Bertans. We're kind of covering his ground, but but that, that's another thing that's kind of like, dang, bro, like, we really thought, you know, that first game against the Heat was so exciting. Like, we, we thought, like, he was going to come back and it was going to be his whole thing, but it's kind of like, eh, he's kind of, he's kind of, he's kind of buns. He's kind of buns. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, like, that's kind of my vibe. So it's, it's a lukewarm vibe. It's a lukewarm vibe. I'm, I'm excited, but, but I'm not seeing this team make a rampant, hell bent run to the top of the standings right now. I don't think. And, and it might seem like that because we're winning, but, but I don't know. I don't know. What do, what do you think of the, of the game so far? Um, I'm kind of, I feel like I was, I was really excited about the team. Like you said, cause there was a lot of these big wins against the Lakers though. We had two, we had one against the Warriors. That was pretty convincing. And then we had, you know, we're winning the games. So we're supposed to win against the Kings, even without Luca. So that was like, Oh, okay. That's encouraging. Um, I think the, the, the Knicks one is just such a random dud, like amidst all of these good wins. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Like I don't like one, like I know we're not going to see the Knicks on the playoffs, so I don't have to worry about that. Like, it's not like a warrior situation where it's the one team that has this figured out and the one team that like destroys us for no reason at all. Um, so I, I, I feel better about it knowing that like, it's just a freak. I I'm thinking it's more of a freak occurrence. We all shot everybody on the team shot bad that one night together at the same time. And, um, uh, is it, it, it's obviously frustrating because on paper we're, we're better than that team, but we just, we just couldn't, we just couldn't hit shots. Um, so I'm feeling pretty good about the team. I think, um, I think we'll talk about this in a little bit, but I think Spencer Dinwiddie kind of gives us like a, a, almost like a rejuvenation of this third ball, uh, ball handler and gives us more opportunities on offense that just weren't there. Um, Luca doesn't have to work as hard. Jalen doesn't have to work as hard because he can just go get a bucket like against the Kings. I think he got like 34 points in the crazy like that. Yeah, yeah. So like you can't, can you can't count on any other member on the team to get 34 points. And it's just crazy that Spencer's stepping up in that kind of way. He's getting the paint. He's getting free throws. He's getting, you know, easy buckets that the, you know, the Mavs can't, couldn't get previously. So I think that's that's really encouraging just to see him kind of find his groove. Um, but I think it was just kind of frustrating with that Knicks loss <laughs> that it like it seemed like the Luca for MVP conversation had sort of started to gain steam, and then you lose a game like this, that 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 just kind of hurts the the, the overall narrative when you know Jokic and Embiid and and. Uh, Giannis are having these, you know, amazing seasons um, to lose in that fashion. Like, but overall, I I'm feeling better about the team. We'll see how I'm, I'm more um, curious on how they handle the next week's games. We'll talk about later on, um, but overall I'm feeling good. Um, and, and I know you're about to, 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 you know, rail into Dwight Powell, but he, like he had a pretty good game last night and I think it was, uh, against the the Rockets, he had twenty points and ten rebounds in a half. Um, 
obviously like Christian Wood wasn't there to help defend, but he, he tore up the, the Houston defense. And I think this is games like this where it's just Luca and Dwight and then maybe like a little bit of Trey Burke. Um, these are good games for us to like get the secondary guys, more touches, more like get them more involved. So they feel, you know, a part of this, this whole unit um, as opposed to, you know, when we're playing big teams, when we might not have those opportunities. So I'll, I'll give him his props for having a good game yesterday. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, I almost want to blame the whole Knicks loss on Dwight Powell because he was so bad that first quarter that it's like, like the, the team had to recover from that. And the second you didn't, couldn't because they, because they came in and then missed all their buckets. It's like, when we have a bad start like that, it's just, it's, it's so sad to see. And, and with the Rockets game too, and um, with the Rockets game too, I noticed that early on in the game, we made it a point to to feed Dwight, you know, like Luca first first dish out of the game, first couple dish outs of the game was to was to Dwight Powell, and you know, luckily he didn't fold. Luckily, he made plays every time. Um, but um, it, it it that that game wasn't without it. It's blown coverages, and yeah, like the fact that Christian Wood wasn't playing is an important point, right? Because Christian Wood probably would have cooked. Um, probably would have cooked our boy Dwight just like um Mitchell Robinson did, or um what's what's bro's name? Let me make sure I'm getting his name right. Also, uh, quick correction: we gotta put some respect on Spencer's name. He put 36 up against the kid. 36, 36, and um and yeah, like 35 minutes, seven assists too. But um yeah, Mitchell Robinson. That's exactly what I was thinking of, bro. He he, he made Dwight look like a, a little boy, and it's like we like. Ah, it's it's annoying when a big, strong, big can just bully us, and and that's a huge hole in our game, and that's that's where we're losing. That that's where we're not. Um, we're actually missing KP a little bit, I think, and and I don't know if we're ready to have that conversation, but we really are. And dude, Dwight was blowing so much coverage in that first quarter um, against the Knicks, and just the the missed buckets. It's just, it's just a bad look. It's a bad look, and um, and I don't know. Even the, even the crew, you know, Mark Followell and Derek Harper, like it felt like they were kind of like, okay, yeah, come on, Dwight, uh, come on. During the Rockets game, like, I don't know. It felt like they were gassing him up because he had a bad game, and I just hate this like kind of soft. Uh, I'm maybe I'm just mad that we lost, and I'm just being emotional, but, but I hate the uh. I, I don't really like the Dwight Powell conversation because he I think he's kind of been on a cold stretch. But, you know, props to him for, for putting up his points and, and, and bouncing back against the Rockets. Um, so, yeah, so that that was good. But, yeah, and really against the Knicks, too, another thing, it, it does suck for Luka because Luka put up 31 points that game. like, And he only had four assists. Like, But how many assists would he have had if we were shooting well? You know, like we don't know. He might have had close to ten, so it's hard to say. But yeah, like Luca kind of held his own that game for the most part, and it does suck to see that he's still like Lucas Luca. He's Luca all the time. You know, it's just uh, some of the other guys aren't as consistent. You know, but yeah, I think the what was weird is that right before the next game, um, Dwight Powell has a really good game against 
Rudy Gobert, like one of the best defensive centers in the league, you know, um, and I guess maybe some of their second unit in Utah, but he had 22 points against, you know, one of the best defenses. And the next game, he just has a dud. He has eight points. And I don't know if that's like the physical nature of maybe Julius Randle and maybe Mitchell Robinson were just too much for him. Um, but I think when we're talking about playoff basketball, we're going to need to rely on him at, in some form. We're going to need to, if we're playing the jazz or if we're playing, you know, um, somebody with a big, we're going to have to re- rely on him and maybe who, who's ever helped defending to, to be there on defense to kind of, you know, help out. But also I think what Dwight has going for him is he is very, him and Luke on are very in tune as far as like alley-oops and, you know, uh, pick and roll. Like that's the one thing he has down oh, to yeah. his science. Oh yeah. yeah. So um, because Luca is such a threat going to the paint, they have to kind of get, you know, come off of, you know, Dwight and go towards Luca. And then that leaves a lot open for him. So I'm not expecting Dwight to have like 20 points a game every night. Um, but if he's not going to have that much, he needs to to do everything he can to, to stop the other center from having a big night. And I think if you look at that Knicks game, um, Randall and, and, and Mitchell uh, had, had big games and that was probably like the ultimate downfall, but let's not talk about the loss. We, we got, we had some wins in there too. Um, yeah, I guess w- w- one more quick point on Dwight Powell too. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, we haven't got, we haven't looked, been, we haven't gone in on Dwight in a minute. All right. We're like, <laughs> we're saving these. We haven't gone in on him in a minute. And, and we did lose to the Knicks. Like, one thing I do wonder, and I, it's just kind of curious to me, like, like, I wish Dwight was get down the court quicker like he's always the last guy down the court and yeah like the pick and roll offense like that's the best part of his game him and lucas chemistry best part of his game you know he's, he's got an eye for those for those you know quick cuts and and, and alley-oops but you know he, he never really seems like a presence in the paint you know like like whenever we set up the offense dwight's not like in the paint like like making his presence felt like being big he doesn't he's he, he I don't know. He doesn't even look like a big man out there a lot of the times the way our offense is. I was just curious. Like, I wonder, I wonder if they're going to make any shifts with that. But he's he's always the last guy up the court, so he could do his little um, his little screen and roll at the top of the key. So, like, I don't know. It, it's a good play. And it, it we were cooking the, the, the Rockets with it. So, and the Jazz. So, I mean, that's cool. But, but yeah, like, I feel like we've seen the best – We've seen what we've seen the best of Dwight, basically. You know, like when you watched last night, like this is what we're gonna get from Dwight. And is it enough? I don't know. I don't know, and I'm concerned. But but yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. What else, what else we got? What else we got on the, so, on the sample platter? So, <laughs> <laughs> I think part of it is um like last night we're playing the Rockets with with Dorian and Jalen out. Who who else is gonna score? Right? We've got Dinwiddie, who we know we can get buckets. I think they kind of like, hey, let's lean on Dwight. Let's let's get him involved. Let's get you know even Trey Burke got some there too. Um, let, let's just do like a quick. Uh, where where are we right now? Like, and I know we, we kind of jumped on Dwight, but like, let, where are we as a team right now? We're uh, fifth in the West at forty one and twenty five. We are a half game behind Utah and one game ahead of Denver, um, and we have been eight and two in our last ten. So we, we've been going on a little run here. We've been playing pretty well. 
Um, so what, what, <laughs> what, what I kind of wanted to touch on now that we've kind of established where we're at is we've got the, the Jalen Brunson, right? So since the all-star break, Jalen has been averaging 12 and a half points per game. And obviously that's with the addition of Spencer Dinwiddie. So in, in Spencer Dinwiddie's eight games since the all-star break, Spencer's been averaging 20.4 points, 4.9 assists. He's averaging 46 from percent from three point land. And he's just doing really well. There, there is a little bit of a, with, with Jalen's contract situation, going into the off season. Um, there, there is a little weird part of this whole situation. I guess the weird thing is, is Spencer's playing really well. He's doing awesome. He's doing a great job with, and there's some lineups where Jalen's in them. There's some Jalen somewhere he's not, but you know, the, the question kind of comes up is like, Hey, if we're going to, if you're the Mavs, do you want to pay Jalen Brunson big money? If, like he's been like relegated to maybe the third star. If, you know, Spencer's been playing this well, he kind of leapfrogged him from third star to second star. Um, do you want to pay him the big money if maybe they can't, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is maybe the best version of Jalen was before Spencer got here, when Jalen had more responsibility and before and when Jalen like had to shoulder some of the load with Luca. Now, Spencer's almost taken that from him and kind of given him a little bit less of a role. Um, and obviously the part of it is Spencer is six, five and Spencer's a big dude. He doesn't have the same issues that Jalen has had against like longer, more athletic teams, the Phoenixes, the, um, you know, Clippers of the world. So I think that's something that, that we can be watching. Like, Hey, did, is Jalen going to have as many, like 20 point games in the remaining 16, is he going to really show out? Um, and, and how does that play out in the playoffs? Are, are the Mavs going to play him more just to maybe showcase so he can showcase what he can do, you know, or I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at with that. What, what do you think? Yeah, I'm not overly concerned about, I really haven't even thought about it that much because to me, this is just more depth. And I think you still give Brunson money. You know, because I mean, we're locked into this Dinwiddie situation. Like it, it is what it is, right? But if we could get, if we could keep Brunson here and give him a bag, like, like we still got to do that because we know what he's capable of now. And really, it's a blessing because we we saw him ball out. We, you know, when um, you know, like just throughout this whole season, when we've needed somebody. We've seen him show up, you know, we've seen him put even early in the season. He's like, he's been a consistent force, you know, like he had a big game against the Heat early. Like, like he had some big games early on in the season has continued to, um, to, you know, to be a strong player on the team. So like, I don't know, to me, I'm cool with, um, I'm cool with him reducing his role, especially since he's got some, uh, he's got this mysterious thigh injury now. He, he, he didn't play yesterday, which is, um, you know, a little concerning because Dorian's out as well. Like, like you don't want, you know, we don't want these guys to be in injury trouble. Luca, obviously, like you know, he's getting killed out there, and um, you know, he's always a little bit banged up. A lot of these guys are just playing hurt a lot, so you know, you, you don't want to see, you don't want to see a team get hurt. But, but if if that's the case, then I'm kind of like cool. 
um like you know let, let, let's let brunson sit out more games you know like 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 let's let him do that and um let dinwiddie kind of take over because dinwiddie's balling out man he, he might be more of a player than, than brunson is and and really depending on how this postseason goes i think that's when we'll have our answer because because brunson is ineffective against the suns all right like and really, if if we got past the Suns by some miracle, and we we ended up in the finals against somebody in the East, whoever's gonna come out on top in the East, Brunson's he, he might not be effective against them either, you know. So, uh, so I mean, I don't know. Depending on how the postseason goes, if it, if it turns out that like okay, Dinwiddie's gonna he, Dinwiddie Spencer playoff Spencer is crazy, and and playoff Brunson's kind of meh, which which we already kind of know to be true at least under rick you know it, it, if that's how it goes again then i think maybe we start asking those questions mm. but I, I think it's still less is there's still a lot to be determined because right now it just seems like a positive situation to me like cool like brunson loves dallas he's a great locker room guy dinwiddie he loves dallas like he sounds like he was getting bullied in, in, in Washington, you know, like <laughs> sounds like Washington was terrible. Everybody yeah. mad at him because he's like his because his Achilles is still sore and and like, just odd coaching decisions and things, you know, like it sounds like this is a good situation for those two guys. And, you know, hopefully Brunson gets healthy. Hopefully he he does. Hopefully we get playoff Brunson. And it's like this whole thing like, oh, yeah, Brunson puts up 30 points against the, you know. That would be great to see, but I wouldn't be mad if, if Brunson put up like six, you know six points a game in the playoffs, and then when he put up like twenty five, like that would uh, that would make me that would make me happy too, you know. And it would be kind of a thing like, all right, well now we kind of know Brunson is like not our guy when it when it matters, like you know, like he'll win us games, but like he might not be the the X factor that we think he is and I, I think we'll still see you know like like then we might just be our x factor and and mm -hmm. i you know i'm uh i, I that that's kind of where i see it going but 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 we'll have to see i think it's still to be determined yeah i'm i'm really curious on how it plays out i think obviously we have the long you know we drafted brunson we've seen him develop he's he stepped up his game this past season um but man, I think Spencer's kind of just taken our team by storm in, in this really unique way, the way he handles the ball, the way he can do so much. And he, I think he gets to the line a lot more than Brunson goes to the paint, but he doesn't get fouled as much or he doesn't draw fouls. Like because Spencer's so long and his, his wingspan's so big, he draws a lot more fouls when he goes to the paint. So he gets like, you know, he gets to the free throw line more and that helps him, uh, you know, get, you know, get more buckets and free throws. So I'm curious. Cause I don't know if maybe I'm thinking of this the wrong way. Maybe Tim Hardaway jr. Is the odd man out after all this, maybe like, you know, he's been injured, you know, we're seeing how good like the three man Luca uh, Brunson and, and Dinwiddie tandem is going. Maybe we just move on from Tim Hardaway. Maybe we trade him for somebody or, or we, you know, um, Cause I feel like we're going to, we're going to pay him regardless. Um, but I just, I don't want to, 
this sounds bad. I don't want to pay him if we don't have to pay him because we're now getting his production and then some from Dinwiddie. You know, like, like obviously we we've been coveting this third ball handler for a long time and we've wanted it and we have it now. I don't want to get like particular about it, but if if we're talking about who's going to help you win playoff basketball, I feel like we're not sure Brunson can do that yet. So like we'll have to see obviously and and then kind of take it from there. Um, so uh, the upcoming schedule, we have to talk about that before we move on to like around the NBA. Our, the upcoming schedule, we're playing the Celtics on Sunday. We are playing the Nets on Wednesday, and then the Sixers on Friday. So this is a huge test for this Mavs team who um, like randomly struggled against an Eastern Conference team last this past week. Um, and this is the best in the East, really. This is like a, a, a gauntlet of, of a schedule. Um, the Celtics are, are one of the uh, one of the hottest teams in the league. They've probably um, have been along with the Mavericks up there as far as like the winningest teams this during the calendar year. Jason Tatum's going crazy. Um, so if w- where are you at with with these games coming up? Because that's a lot of a lot of talent that we're about to run into. How you feeling about it? Yeah, I'm um not gonna lie, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> um we'll get into the we'll get into some some more Brooklyn stuff around when we're talking about around the NBA, but like the the Nets just whooped up on the 76ers in a you you might call a rivalry game, but oh it's for sure gonna be a rivalry heated playoff environment. The the Nets showed up, which is scary. And you know, um I'm not sure uh, I don't have it pulled up right now. I'm not sure if Kyrie's going to be playing. I'm not sure if we're going to be in New York or in Dallas. I think that's that. in Brooklyn. So yeah. it's yeah, just going to be KD. Cool. Yeah. Thank. Uh, we could thank COVID regulations because um, we <laughs> face Kyrie, who, who quietly, I'm really not quietly, because I guess when when he when he had his first like a breakout game like a week or so ago, he put up like you know twenty something points. He might put up. Uh, did he put up 30 plus? I don't remember. I think he scored plus. 50 against the the Hornets like last right. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Yeah, so I mean, you know, Kyrie's liable to be a threat now, I guess, which is terrifying. Uh, but, you know, yeah, if, if we're not playing with Kyrie, like, th- th- that's a good that's a good sign. But, yeah, like the Celtics game, I'm a little concerned. Uh, I'm hoping for a repeat of the 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 time he played Celtics <laughs> the other time when, uh, you know, we Don't had that a game winner. <laughs> yeah. The Doncic game winner and the just pure slug fest between Tatum and, and Doncic where they both mm. had monster numbers. I think, I think that for sure is going to get repeated because Tatum is rampaging. Bro, he, he put up 31 against Detroit last night, 44 against the Hornets, 54 against the Nets, 37 against the Grizzlies. 33 against the Hawks, and that's just the last five games that they've won. Yeah, so he's on a tear right now. He's been carrying that team on his back, and 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 is determined to win. Like like he is just carrying that team to victory every time. So I mean that's scary. I don't want to get 40 pieced by Tatum, but <laughs> you know we've seen it happen. It's 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 entirely possible, and the way he's playing now, like I don't know. Mavs do have a stingy defense. We are known for our defense now. You know, so so maybe we'll 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 keep that trend up and, and we'll be able to to kind of suppress him, kind of keep him in check a little bit, kind of give him a give him a little reality check 
you know, this is the this is the West, all right. This ain't you know, this ain't the, <laughs> nothing comes easy for everybody just <laughs> kicking each other's behinds every week. You know, like like you know, hopefully we can show up against them. But but yeah, <laughs> that's scary. And you know that like they got Robert Williams, they got they got some you know, Alpha Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown. Yeah, like they got they got threats with length, which which makes which you know I. I think might be a weakness for the Mavs. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, uh, as far as predictions, it's so hard to predict, but especially when like the teams are so evenly matched, but like, I would love to see the Mavs come out with two wins. I think we could totally beat these two teams, but it'll be a matter of like, you know, it'll be a matter of, are we making mistakes? Are we blowing coverage on defense? You know, like, are these guys just blowing us out of the water, like, with their shots just, just falling in one after another? You know, like, um, but, yeah, yeah, a little, little nervous, <laughs> especially with how we played the last couple games. Like, yeah, we beat the Rockets. Good game, statement win. But, I don't know, dropping to the Knicks. Dwight Powell, I think, is in bad form. Um, Luka... He's doing his thing, and, and really, Luca he, he warms up as the game's going. Um, he might spend the first quarter. He might spend the first quarter, you know, trying to warm up. I feel like, and and most of the time, he really doesn't even need to warm up. Most of the time, he's just kicking the door down and like, okay, yeah, like, Luca he, he's 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 getting into the flow of the game early, and we're taking this thing over early. So if that happens, I think we'll be straight. But if we have a rough start. If we're blowing coverages as soon as the whistle blows, like we have these first couple, like these last couple games, or I guess the Rockets started pretty strong, but you know, it, it, if the defense is is taking time to get to get ready to get like fully formed, then I think we'll have some issues. You know, like I would hate to see us get get behind early against these guys, but it's it's totally possible if we're not locked in every second of the game which we right. haven't been, I don't think. So, you know, we'll see. And, and and I've said it before, I think the Mavericks play to their opponents a little bit. And I think that's a good thing because we'll be playing against two contenders. There are three contenders in our next, in our upcoming games. So, you know, good games, good games going on. I hope, hopefully some of them are on, uh, I haven't seen the schedule yet, but hopefully some of them are on, um, you know, ESPN, TNT, you know, yeah, the national TV games. This the Celtics game is on ABC as like the Sunday game. <clears throat> um, so that'll be good. Um, yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I guess that Knicks game just really threw me off for what to expect from this team. So I don't know. Um, it seems like the the Celtics are kind of churning on on all sin, cylinders. I guess that's the term. But um, if they've got everybody, and I'm not sure if we're gonna have. I mean, I feel like we should have. Hopefully, we have Dorian Finney-Smith back. We have Jalen back. Um, I feel like we'll, we'll we'll kind of, you know, see how we we match up against them, one of the hotter teams. And then we've got the the Nets, who are gonna be weird in the sense that like it's just KD but can we contain contain KD enough to stop everybody else i think that'll be also good to see how um you know Goran Dragic plays against the Mavs you know and kind of see maybe if you know i'm sure him and Luca are going to dap up after the game and talk you know you know plan <laughs> plan how we're going to yeah, get him next year or something like that tampering, going <laughs> tampering <on>. action 
Um, but I think the game I'm probably most excited about, we'll see how these first two games go. But once you play the Sixers, I'm really curious on how we defend like Harden and Embiid because we've done, we've done pretty well against them. Like we beat the Sixers earlier in the year uh, before the trade. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like it, it, this next week's Buckets and Beyond is going to be crazy because we're going to be reacting to all these games. So I'm really, really excited for that. Uh, just to, just because I there's, I feel like there's a lot of hype going into them. And if we really win these games and we move up in the standings to the four seed, like we may have a whole different outlook on this team by next week. But we just don't know because that next yeah. game, like I, we keep saying, get, like kind of threw us off. Um, is there any other uh, topics you wanted to get into, or like maybe around the league before we wrap up? Um, a few interesting things. Um. Josh Richardson, I noticed he's shooting forty percent from three this year. Where was that when we when he was on the Mavericks? Why is he balling out? Why is he beating the Jazz last night, having a great game? Like he did that for Pop, so he yeah. could get the all time regular season win record. Oh yeah, congrats! Shout out to Pop. I, I damn you, but but shout out to Pop. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Pop. Uh, yeah, that was I was excited to look. That's at good for that. us though. It's good yeah, for us if we're chasing the Jazz. To see, like, yes, okay, Jazz, drop another one. Yes, thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Love yeah. to see the the Warriors sliding. Love to see that. Love to see the Suns dropping silly games here and there that they lost the other night. Um, yeah, the, I, I think the league's wide open. But but yeah, uh, just a, a quick a quick former Mavs check. We have Josh Richardson, who's who's now a Spur, as of like about a month ago, doing his thing. He got traded from the Celtics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and really, really, I mean, you, you you can't say it worked out because that was a disaster. We lost we lost Seth Curry, who's um who's now a Brooklyn Net. We'll be playing against him in a couple of days. <laughs> oh yeah, that's another uh yeah, we'll be yeah, another revenge yeah. game for him, I guess. Yep, yep, and and he sure did. He he had some web gems against us as a 76er a few weeks ago. So like you know, hopefully he's not contributing that much. Hopefully, you know, I, we did beat them, but but still, but still, don't do that to us. <laughs> don't 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 splash it in three guys' faces like <laughs> like on back to back possessions and stuff like like don't be don't be looking like Luca in front of Luca in front of us. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The other uh, former Mavs news, but we got KP. KP came back this week. Uh, he's. I think they're. I think they've won two games. They they lost last night against the Lakers, but KP his first game back after missing ten games, he led the team to victory. He he led the team in points. Who they me. beat? Like the I don't forget who. Yeah, I don't have but he he up. got twenty five. But then like the media re- reaction was like, oh, like you know. Looks like they won the trade, KP's in these old form or whatever. I'm just to me, I'm thinking like regardless of how KP does in Washington, like it does not affect the trade because he could he would he did not fit here. So it doesn't matter if he goes off and he does great over there because he couldn't do well here with Luca, right? So Obviously, Bertans, he's he's kind of very he's pretty streaky. He shoots anything he catches, like he's all over the place. But but Dinwiddie is the main takeaway from this trade. And we're we're I think we've won in that regard. We have a ball handler. 
who can score and hit buckets. Yeah, I mostly agree with you, but if, I mean, if KP has an All Star season next year, like we're gonna be like we're gonna be looking at our we're gonna be looking at our pants. Or, <laughs> totally get got that phrase wrong. Uh, was, uh, looking back with your pants on your at, at your ankles. pants down. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some like idiom or whatever. Well, it's, well what's right funny word. is before he came back. The I think the owner or somebody from Washington was like, "Oh yeah, we think of him as Jokic, and uh, freaking Bradley Beal as Jamal Murray." And I'm thinking, "Have you seen KP play? Because he is nothing like Jokic at all." Yeah. Is it, is he's it a, crack that he, you smoke? Is he? Uh... He's European. He has that in common. But beyond that, like they're totally different players. Like Jokic will bang down low. He will bang like he will back you down, and he has all these crafty moves. And he's a he's all time great passer. KP's not that. KP. <laughs> yeah, look, Jokic is a computer. Jokic is like a, a, a machine. He's a machine. He will like find. He'll find you like like with like Iron Man scanners, bro. Like. <laughs> No, Jokic is a monster, and he does things that, that like blow your mind. You know, like KP is not gonna do that for you a lot. I mean, he'll do it in a negative way sometimes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> where you're like, why, like, how did you not catch? Like, like, why, why did you foul him like that? Why did you foul him there? You already have three. Like, like, like you know, stuff like that will happen. But like, you know, why uh, take that shot? I'm just glad he's. <laughs> I'm just you glad take him on and kill him instead of like just right. catching it and like trying to splash in his face like a KD. Like, no, nah, bro, you could like take him on. You could be big sometimes, you know. But, but yeah, I I got stats pulled up now. Just just we're doing a, a KP hate watch. I you know I wake up I wake up to hate. All right, like like I have some Skip Bayless in me, like like the, the hate fuels me. So. I was I literally had his first game on and um the Clippers I had I, I watched a little bit of the Clippers game too like I literally had these games on <laughs> just to make sure that you know <laughs> that we won the trade <laughs> but uh 25 points against the Pacers in his first game back Oh like, Pacers yeah that that was that was honestly the That biggest. was a Rick revenge game. Yeah, that was a Rick revenge game for sure for sure. And it was cute they had they they gave Dap you know, like like there was some, um, there there was a there was a moment there, so like you know you you love to see that. I think um, I'm trying to remember. I don't think he played when the Pacers came to town, or yeah, he didn't play. He he dodged the dap um, when we uh, when when they were in our in our house. So so I, I guess we got a little a little bit of closure there, a little bit a little bit of uh, resolution there, but yeah. KP doing his thing, man. 19 points in the following game against the Clippers. Um, not not too much otherwise. Uh, yeah, three assists that game. That's as high as a wizard. So I mean, he he's not Jokic. He's not dishing it out. Something that is Jokic like was was um, last night against the Lakers, which they did they did lose that game, but they played a very very tight game against them. It was a it was a really it was a it was a battle. I wasn't watching it super closely, but like it seemed like it was like just neck and neck the whole time. KP had 14 rebounds and 14 buckets or 14 points rather um, on on 13 attempts. Uh, 13 attempts. I'm looking at that now. It's a little bit scary because he only made three buckets and he missed all his threes, but got to the line a lot. You know, like more than he did as a Mav. Generally, uh, that's actually a thing when you're looking at his stats as a wizard. He's uh, he's been getting to the line a little bit more at, at a more efficient 
clip than he did as a Mav. Um, and he's making his free throws too. So good for good for bro. Good for bro. I'm sorry. Like I want the him. best for him. I want the best for him. I want him to do well. But there, we're better off without him. And yeah, I think you know, regardless of how he does, like we we won our end of the trade. Like because he couldn't fit here. That's kind of the end. That's kind of my my. Well said. No, yeah, that's honestly like the best way to put it. Because yeah, like that's where all fans should be. Like it's. He wasn't for us. If he does ball out as a wizard, Ooh. we could be we could sleep at night knowing that like okay, he wasn't gonna do that for us. So like whatever. But yeah. Um, as far as other NBA, only other interesting things that kind of came up to me were were seeing Goran Dragic get booed by the Raptors, <laughs> which was it's funny how that's developed. It's really peculiar. I yeah. think like he got traded to them for Kyle Lowry. And he almost instantly decided like he didn't want to be there. And they held out from trading him this whole season. And he kind of just, you know, took a break from the team and, you know, didn't play. And the Raptors fans like turned on him. Like, how could you not want to play for like us, I guess? And he said he had like higher aspirations or whatever. And I think I think the Nets got beat pretty bad in that game. So they were jumping out, like, oh, they had higher aspirations. Look at you now, like you're losing with the Nets. And the Nets, like, um, they have a lot of random players if you know Kyrie and KD aren't playing. So I don't know. Like that, I feel like as a Raptors fan, it's a weird thing to fixate on. Um, I don't think Goran Jogic makes your team that much better. Um, cause I've got some really good young players, you know, um, he would be your backup point guard. I feel like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, but I guess like Toronto, like that's like all they have to yeah. care about. So. I feel like I'd probably boo too. If I were, <laughs> if I were a Raptors fan, like, I mean, bro, he kind he, I'm not going to say he did it dirty, but there were just a few gestures that are kind of just questionable, you know, like, like missing all that time uh partying in in miami and and hanging out with the heat going to their game on your day off like that's a bad look bro like like why are you a raptor and you're at a heat game that i hate that bro like um that was ugly to me i would boo him honestly just for that but yeah that was pretty funny another another good i think like yeah i don't know i get that but like going into the season no one thought the raptors would be super good so like he he's under the impression like hey this might be like a, a tanking team and i don't want to play on a tanking team so yeah. like yes like they've overperformed with what they have but if you're at the end of your career that's what's weird about the nba and i think we kind of certain players get a bad rap where they're you're at the end of your career you don't want to just like play with whoever you want to either play with people you're close to or or somebody who's going to give you a ring right and if you can do both, great. But in the NBA, you really don't have a like a lot of players don't have a choice in where they go. So they end up going to like uh like Andre Iguodala went to Memphis and he's like, nah, like I'm not playing for them. Like he like <laughs> you'd find me a trade partner. I'm not, you know, and he ends up getting exactly what where he wants to go. Well, Drogic didn't get that. He went to the team and they were just would not trade him no matter what until finally they did. So I think. I get it from a fan perspective, like, oh, like you're abandoning our team. But from a personal perspective, like he doesn't have to play with you if he doesn't want to. I think, but, but like as fans, we just take that personally, like, oh, like, 
you know, we wanted deal on our team and you, you decide not to play for us. And I think in the NBA now it's more, more common where people will get traded somewhere and like, nah, like I don't want to be here. And yeah, I don't know, maybe that, that could be a good or bad thing, but um, yeah, it's up for debate. It's up for debate. <laughs> but um, ah, I had one more point about, about bro. I wanted to talk about Ben Simmons too, but I'm trying to remember what, the, what I had to say about Drogic. Anyway, we can move on from that. <laughs> if um, there's nothing else to add, I, I'm super invested in the Ben Simmons drama. I, I think I'm a little more into that than you you might be, but uh, just because it's just fascinating to me to see how this has panned out. Oh yeah, the thing I was going to add about Drogic was I'm pretty sure Toronto was just, if I remember correctly, they they got to burn a lot of money off his contract by just having him sit around for half the season. So that 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 kind of was a sweetener for whoever ended up getting him was that um they got to save they got they got a coupon basically i I think that's was was part of the situation there which if i was tragic i would be annoyed by i'm like okay well like y'all just gonna have me here so y'all could y'all could like you know save me for a coupon yeah like like try to they traded him to the spurs who like almost immediately released him and then he could go sign whoever so uh, i think a lot of Mavs fans thought that he would sign here um but Fortunately, there's not like a spot for him to be on the team. Yeah, like, I yeah. think if we like maybe didn't have Trey Burke, or we didn't like anyway, that's a whole other conversation. Um, but yeah, I wonder if, if we, when we play the Nets, if Ben Simmons just like decides, yeah, this is the game we're going to play. You know, uh, I would love that. That would, would be cool. That. that would make it a lot more exciting if it was Katie yeah. and Ben Simmons' first game. But I feel like they might pick a, a worse opponent to do that against. But, they're they're just in a weird spot in the standings where i think they are right now yeah the nets are the eight seed the eight seed one game and they're now at least they're like two and a half games behind the cavaliers for like the six seed so if you want to get out of the play in you have to get the six seed so um if, if they got like 16-ish games left like we do are they just gonna be like screw it like we'll save everything for the playoffs and we'll do, do the play-in or are we gonna really try to get the get out of the plan you know um yeah you gotta to think they want to dodge a play-in like i don't know like there's some teams that are like okay hopefully we get to the play-in you know maybe we could like make some noise whatever whatever but if you're in the play-in picture throughout the season especially if you were predicted to be a contender i don't know like I think it would be tough for me to, to be satisfied with a play-in spot as a net, but and, uh, you yeah, know, such you, a you weird sleep in the year. bed you make, right? Like, <laughs> that, that's what happens. <laughs> but I'm excited to see Ben Simmons back. It was exciting to see him get booed uh, in in in, uh, in Philly, and uh, Bro didn't do himself any favors. He had he had this like fresh, this bright Louis Vuitton jersey on with like yeah the hockey hockey jersey. Yeah, the Louis Vuitton <laughs> hockey jersey with like his freaking like three diamond thick diamond chains on like leds going on in there like <laughs> like like you know how do you not hate on that outfit like <laughs> and he's just standing out in this sea of of uh of the philadelphia fans and yeah love seeing him get booed it's uh a little, a little cringe seeing him like bob his head along to the fu ben <laughs> fu ben chance you know <laughs> but but it, it it's interesting you know like I'm always wondering. I'm watching these clips. I'm watching these uh, 
these these fan cams, literally videos from people like on the sidelines making videos of Ben Simmons. You know, I'm just thinking like, dude, I I, I wonder what's going through his head. Like, I wonder if he's shook. I wonder if he's gonna fold or if this is like fuel because I don't know. I, I'm no athlete and like I'm competitive, but I don't like practicing. So like I was like <laughs> I was never you know it was never in the cards for me. I didn't play no ball in high school or nothing like. But I, but I would imagine if you're standing there and you got dudes like screaming in your ear like like security's fighting having wars with some of the fans and stuff like people saying discussing things you starting chants make it like putting a camera in your face. It, like, I feel like you got to be sitting there just like feeling hot inside, just wanting to get on the court and get it all out. You know, so, so I, I'm hoping that this turns into Ben turning into a monster on the court. <laughs> and, and I would love to see a series against them. You want him uh, to take it personally. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see a series between the Nets and, and the 76ers where Ben is like, you know, really at their necks, and and you know he, he's not making passes right at the, right at uh right under the hoop. You know, like he's like yamming it right under there, and he's you could tell he's hungry, and 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 angry. Would would like to see some Ben revenge. I don't know if, you know, you like knowing Ben Simmons, he might just be like, oh whatever, like, I don't know. You, you know, he might be Russell Westbrook in it. You know, he might be kind of like, uh, not not fully internalizing it and using it as fuel. He might just be like, you know, kind of brushing it off and, uh, you know, just, just keeping it moving. But, but you know, something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely I, something to think about. I'm curious if he, like when they decide to play him, like who they match, like who he matches up against, how much playing time he gets. Cause it's been a long time since he's played. Um, and I wonder if this is just kind of, I wonder if they're really betting on like, hey, if we have KD and Kyrie, then then we can we don't really care about the plan. Like, we'll you know we'll ball out and we'll, we'll work our way through that. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's realistic because the East has gotten a lot better, and and you know, if if Kyrie's, I don't know. We'll see. That that's just something I think a lot of people are kind of praying on the Nets' downfall, and I think it's kind of sort of happening, but. Um, then you have a game like against the Sixers when they blow out people. And we're just like, like I don't know, I don't know if you're, you know, if you're in the play and you want to face them, even like as down as they've been, you know, with yeah. KD out, with Kyrie playing half the games and all this stuff. So, I th- I think that'll be interesting to to kind of follow along. And hopefully, it'd be really cool if we can we can see them him play the Mavs uh, next Wednesday. But, yeah, yeah, and and another thing with Brooklyn too. You gotta think they be they're they're actually trying to be good, because the better the better home field advantage they have, uh, you know the the better um, there's a phrase I'm thinking of home court advantage home court yeah the better like the better that situation is for them in the playoffs if they could have Kyrie playing for more games, you would want that like like you would want to have a game seven in Brooklyn or. Or I guess maybe I'll I think because... uh, home court is like out of the question at this point because they're they would have to jump all the way to fourth to get home court like that's four and up gets home court. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah, that 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 is kind of a crazy jump. Um, but I mean, let's see. So four spot right like now a... is the Bulls who are forty and twenty six, which I mean it's it's not unfeasible. It's not unfeasible, but. 
but I, I think I might even have that backwards in my head because maybe they want to have a low seed so they could have game sevens away, right? Or yeah. am I tripping? Game seven because then be Kyrie away. could play. So I don't know. I don't know if they're gaming that, but like that's a whole thing with them too. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. So if they're not a home court team, then they don't have game seven away. Right. I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, if they're not a home court team, then they would have, like if they were like where they're supposed to be, then they would have Kyrie play like however many less games in the playoffs, which you wouldn't want as a net. So yeah, it's interesting. It's frustrating. It's so, it's so weird. Crazy. It's so crazy to see these guys. Like like Ben Simmons, it's been reported he's missing out on ten million dollars uh by, by missing all these games. Like when you when you think about the fees and the and the checks that he's missing out on, like like he's missing out on millions and millions of dollars in this shenanigan. Which is so crazy to me. And Kyrie's doing the same. It's like like I don't know. It's crazy, bro. Like with gas prices going up, <laughs> with people suffering, like, <laughs> like it's just crazy that that that's even possible. But, but, yeah, I don't know. That that's for a different podcast or some just some yeah. psychology to that. Like, <laughs> I know that the times I've had a lot of money, like you know, when I when I come up and it's like I got you know racks in my bank account. It doesn't feel like that. It feels like it feels like you know a thousand dollars. It starts to feel like a hundred dollars, and you just like start buying stuff. And it's just like, oh well, yeah. You're like you know, the more money you get, it's it it starts to feel the same, you know. So like, that a different podcast, but like that's just so. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot that maybe we've kind of heard the the majority of it, but I feel like especially with Kyrie and Ben Simmons, there's been a lot of like reporting on them on how they're feeling about the situation, but I feel like maybe after the fact, maybe a year from now we hear about like what their internal camp was really going through at the time. And then maybe they couldn't release or I don't know. I feel like there's a lot, you know, with, with Kyrie standing firm and Hey, like I'm not going to get vaccinated. And then with Ben Simmons standing firm and like, I don't like my situation. I'm going to not play with this team anymore. Like it's just weird. And the way they've handled it is weird. And, um, Part of that is like their management with clutch. I think with at least with Ben Simmons is clutch sports. Um, so I don't know. I think I think we kind of have the gist of it. I feel like it's been reported to death on what both sides are doing. It's just really odd. But I think we can at least be comforted. Like, hey, this money is at least going to like the the NBA, and they, I think they like donate all the money that people get fined for. So it's not like. Oh really? <laughs> I think that's. I think. I think it's officially what happens is if like you like if somebody gets a technical foul and they have to pay a fine then that goes to like nba's like charitable donation so it's like something like that so like you can feel better that this money's not just going to like fill the billionaire owners pockets or whatever but yeah um even if it's going to the billionaire owners like i mean like like the 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 bubble was a loss you know like like they've had net losses dealing with this covid situation so sure maybe it's not the worst thing for the league but I think it is harmful for the league when when players like will literally just not play because they don't want to, and the team will, will you know, will will do everything they can to to meet their needs. Like you mm-hmm. know, like they'll 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 work with that. They'll compromise with that. They'll negotiate with terrorists, but you're not supposed to do like you're not supposed to negotiate with the enemy. This is a cold war, you know. Like this is it's players versus owners. All right, like that's yeah. what the whole game is. It's like okay, well, you want that much money? I don't think it, like like that that's what's entertaining us at the end of the day is this is this cold war 
between the, the the teams and the owners, especially in the NBA, because like each player means so much versus other sports. Um, yeah, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I think we hit on everything. We we did a little bit of you know talking about the Mavs week and what we have upcoming for the Mavs, which could be a huge week. So next week's pod is going to be a a banger. I feel like we're really excited about that. Talked about a little around the NBA. Um, so that's everything. We, we kind of hit it all. Thanks for tuning in to Buckets and Beyond. You can follow us on Instagram at Buckets and Beyond and on Twitter at Buckets Beyond. We have been Buckets and Beyond. Thanks for tuning in. We are out of here. Adios. Peace out. <laughs>